When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi, welcome to Talking Real Money. I'm Don McDonald along with Tom Cock, and we're here to do something really important. Talk about your money. Try to help you manage it better. Try to help you understand what's going on. And it's free to do it. Just listen. Or if you need real help, call us right now at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Calls move move to the top of the list. (laughs) You're more important than we are. All one of them, Uh, at least in the last hour or the last podcast. So we're, we but, hey, we'll entertain you if you want to. We will <laughs> kind of. We'll tell you. We'll tell you like great stories. We can uh, do that. We can. We even now. Now stories are so popular. People love a good story. That it turns out that that ETFs that have a story, according to Jason Zweig, story ETFs are more fun. They're yeah, more they're, fun. Yeah, they're, they're easier to sell too. You you may know what a cow chip is, right? You possibly a blue chip, but do you know what a green chip is? You know, a green chip green is chip. a green chip. A what? Green chip. Green chip stock. Pardon me. A well, green there's no cow chip stock, of course. That green would be chip stock. Kind of grotesque. Well, there's a blue chip stock, and there are green chip stocks. No, there aren't. There aren't. I don't. Somebody know. just I, made that up. I I concur no, I'm exactly. Telling you and that's somebody the problem. Made with up. this business uh they just they make stuff thing up in the last 30 years called thematic funds thematic funds thematic exchange traded funds they're red hot and guess what categories they're red hot in don take a guess take a wild the, guess the, what are the, people the green, selling today? the green chips oh there you go alternative energy cloud computing 3d printing all the stuff that is so <laughs> red hot there's that I even be in that there's even get this there's a U.S. vegan climate ETF. <laughs> what I think does Tesla's that the biggest holding. mean? Yeah, I, 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 are they eating the cars? Or I don't. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that's. I swear they threw the word vegan Tesla. in there. They threw the word yeah, vegan in there. Sure. To sell the darn thing. Yeah. And, and, vegan. And here's. I love reading Jason because he does a nice job of telling you again why you don't need these. He tells you exactly why you don't need these. It turns out that not only are they more expensive, and you'll give us a number in a moment, Don, mm-hmm. that according to Jason, between 1993 and the end of 2019, they underperformed just an index fund by half a percent a month. A month? A month. Wait, that's wait, wait. Like that's like 10% 6% a year. A year. 6% no, a year. 6%, that would make 10. Okay, yeah. Mr. Matt. Uh, yes, Mr. Yeah, Matt. No, I mean, it's It's shocking. <laughs> Right? I mean, this is supposed to be uh, so easy to do. What is vegan about Tesla? Really? What is vegan about Apple or MasterCard or Microsoft or NVIDIA or or Visa or Verizon or Alphabet? Yeah. 
Well, the cereal, it's made of oats, so I guess that's vegan. And here's the thing. Tom, what's a what's a what's a good ETF run? A, a index ETF, a broad-based ETF. The VT. Fees. Yeah, what's what oh, are the, the fees? fees? Yeah, what are the fees? Wow, I mean you, that's like four basis points. I think VT is four basis points, which yeah. for those of you uh, playing along at home who don't know what a basis point is, no, I'm sorry, it's eight basis points. That's oh, eight I just doubled their fees. That's eight one hundredths of one yeah. percent. Yeah, okay. it's uh, pretty inexpensive. You can get into either more specific index-like funds, Avantis, for example, where they're about 12 basis points. Yeah, but the U.S. Shoot. Vegan Climate ETF <laughs> yeah. is yeah. 60 basis points or six-tenths of a percent. Oh, wait, it gets worse. Some of the other great story ETFs are <laughs> like the Invesco Wilder Hill Clean energy well, we're on ETF. Wilder Hill. Yeah, I want to get on Wilder Hill. Yeah. Three quarters of 1%. 70.75. That's crazy. You know, you just no reason to pay that much. No reason to own that type of it's, it's sector fund investing is the way I look at it. It is sector. But these are sectors that are really sectors of sectors of Narrow. sectors. Yeah. I mean, you've yeah. got one called the ARC Genomic Revolution ETF. Now, I would imagine... There will be some big winners in there, and there will be some big losers. And, you know, if they get lucky, there's a lot of money to be made. If they get unlucky, there's a lot of money to be lost. And that's I think at one time we, we, talked, we talked about the pandemic uh, slash vaccine, vaccination uh, stocks that, that, that were going up and down rapidly as each day determined whether or not they were going to be a winner or a loser with their vaccines. No, this is the, this is exactly we've said this before. If if you just eliminate a lot of things, your portfolio will be okay. It's when you start adding these things that it makes us nervous and it should make you nervous. There's no reason to own this type of product unless yes. you're a gambler. And well, that is that. the only purpose they serve again. So while we're on the theme as we were in the last podcast or the last hour of, of getting ready for retirement, these are not the vehicles to use to do that because these are you win big or you lose big. And as you're planning for retirement, you can't afford to lose big. Tom and Don are talking real money. Now everyone can meet the retirement of their dreams at Retire Meet America 2021 online. Sign up now for free at retiremeet.com. That's retiremeet.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Because you need real money to live the kind of life you want to live. And we want to help you get there and do it right and avoid getting ripped off and not pay as much as you're paying and, uh, and, and, and cut through all the garbage. It's just there's so much lying. There really is. There's so much lying in the financial services industry. Lying outright or lying through omission. It, it's, all, it's all lying. So call us before you do something you may regret later, like the guy in the last hour. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. Call anytime. And, Paul, it's your time. Welcome to the show. Hello, Paul. Yeah. yeah. How are you? What's up? Good. Hey, Paul, you yeah. need to turn your radio down. Mm -hmm. Yes, 
You still there? I can hear the radio in the background. I'm not sure which one it is. All righty. This is not working out. Okay. Well, thanks for the call, Paul. We appreciate it. Again, the number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. One of the topics that is so critical, one of the, the biggest topics of this program is getting to retirement, planning for retirement, getting to retirement. And uh, today we're focusing on an interesting piece from Kiplinger's. It's the seven questions you need to be able to answer before you can retire. So it's like a new rule. You must be able to answer these questions seven before you can cross the bridge. Or whatever. And one of them does not require knowing your quest. Yeah. But nor the flying speed of a swallow. But we did the three of them. And that was what he, yeah. what will I do? No, not what, uh, how much gas do I have left in the tank? How much energy do yep. I have left? How much to longer work? I can go? Yep. What mm-hmm. will I do when I get there? And how much money will I need? Do I have enough? But here's one that we discussed in the last hour, last podcast. How, if you retire early, how will you pay for health care? Yeah, this is a biggie. I mean, I don't, it's not to be overlooked. And by the way, if, even if you retire, it, Medicare is not free. Only most part people A, need a supplement. Yeah, yeah, most people need part a supplement. Part B of some has kind. a so, sliding cost. And yeah, then, no, I think. It, and then you get into to the others, and you do have you you either have to do a Medicare Advantage or you do Part D, and so there are costs associated with well, it, and it, there are costs associated with the. Uh, just the health care itself doesn't cover everything. Yeah, no, I mean, Fidelity's work said that a 65-year-old couple retiring in 2020 will need an additional $300,000 to cover health care costs during the remainder of their lifetime. Oh, I better keep 300000 <laughs> What else were you going to do? You don't build models. You can't referee soccer. Come on, get to work. I don't. Uh, so, no, I mean, this is something not to be uh, not to be ignored. It should be thought through very carefully. Um, and as I say, even after 65, it is a complex question. And again, it is one that we will be covering in detail at Retire Meet yes, we will. February 20th because not, it, we get asked about it a lot. Not only health care, Medicare, but also that, you know, you really have to think about long-term care and what yep. that is likely to cost because that can get very expensive. 855-935-TALK is our number. Joe, it's your turn. Welcome to the show. Hello, Joe. I've tried to listen to you guys uh, probably for the last several years for a while. Um, and I've actually been one of your uh, retire me events with my wife a couple of years back. Um, and I like you guys' no-nonsense approach and uh, kind of uh, uh, simplifying your investments. But I think I've drank the Kool-Aid too often times for my broker. Um, I talked <laughs> to Morgan Stanley Wealth Management. And yeah. uh, I'm involved in some, um, some investments, and I wanted to get your take on it. Um, what do you guys okay. think about like alternative investments like private equity? Private equity. We hate them. We hate them. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much generally. And by the way, here's why. I mean, you can. There's other places you can go on the internet. I think ifa.com is one of them, where the, where they will show you the returns of private equity as a asset class. If you took the money that everyone's put into private equity, have you made more than just being in stocks? No, you have not. Now, every once in a while, will you put money into private equity? There's a firm in Bellevue that was an early investor in Amazon. And then, yeah, it worked out pretty well. You can run around and say that probably the rest of your life that we were really smart. 
But no, we don't believe in private equity. Uh, the great state of Washington has investments of their retirees in private equity. It's all tied up. They can't get at it. They can't tell you what money it's made. It's illiquid. I would not put my money in that asset class. Don? No, I totally agree. Well, it's it, it, it's it's not only the the the, the it, they're so opaque. Not only are they illiquid, not only are the fees ridiculous, but the opacity is awful. It's hard to cut through and know what you own. But the brokerage industry loves them because your stockbroker they they increase their value by making investing more difficult rather than less difficult. That's how they make themselves appear to be valuable. It's how the pension managers around the company, around the country, make themselves appear valuable. They're telling their their uh, their endowments, well, hey, you know, we can get you this private equity stuff Special. instead of just instead of just index funds, but it turns out all the numbers are against it. They don't do well. All of these hedge products, they don't do well. So I, I think it's awful. What else you got for yeah, me? Yeah, the fact that so the fact that a lot of endowments and like you know home offices and those type of institutional money are, you know, they don't have a majority of their money in private equity, but they have a good you know, thirty percent or so in them. That doesn't that shouldn't sell me or that shouldn't be. No, uh, it shouldn't because because all the numbers show that they have not succeeded, and the the more the very few private or I'm sorry endowments. Uh, that have stopped using all of these complex vehicles have actually found just using indexes and cutting their, their staffs to the bare bone, they actually end up netting more money because these things are expensive. Interesting. All right. We have to take a second yeah, look Yeah, I think at they get sold, Joe. They get sold, uh, I, in my mind, because they're special, because it's not an investment that you can just go make tomorrow at Schwab. Right. Uh, this has to go through a broker. This has to go through somebody who has researched all of this and knows that green chips are the next great stock to own into the future. And these are the three green chips. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little silly here, but the fact is, no, we would not recommend that as an asset class. And as Don also pointed out, that other uh, underperforming asset class known as hedge funds, which has a horrible oh, long-term horrible. track record. Horrible, but people still put and endowments. By the way, have they woken up? A lot less endowment type money is going into hedge funds because they've realized it's a racket. It's great for the people running the hedge funds; they collect big fees. But over the long haul, they have not outproduced, as you said, simple stock market indexes. Do you have anything else? What about alternative investments, just in general, like uh, maybe like REITs, like uh, Black? Black, uh, Blackstone, those type of uh, companies. Well, okay. Get what, 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 what? What's what, the asset? Yeah. What's the? What are the alternative assets you're looking at? Well, Black. I think it's Blackstone. Blackstone or Blackrock? I forget. I'm. I'm. I'm well, there's a Blackrock. Blackrock. There's a Blackrock. Blackstone is just a big company that invests for. See, there aren't any specific asset classes. Blackrock has a number of different investments. Blackstone. They invest for uh, pension funds and the like, and they do a lot of different investments. Um, but again, it's all kind of gimmicky, and it's a way for brokers to make themselves appear more valuable. Don and Don are talking real money. Our biggest event of the year, Retire Meet America 2021, is now available to everyone in the country, and it's absolutely free. Sign up now at retiremeet.com, retiremeet.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. 
Here's my beef. Again, this is my beef with most of the folks selling products in the investment industry. They make investing appear far more complicated than it actually is. And they do it to justify their ridiculously high costs of doing business. And the fact is, there is no academic evidence, no independent research that shows that any of this stuff they sell at these high costs actually succeeds consistently over time. You always have anecdotal tales there always are. of success. Because there's, there's, always, there's always the person who got in early on Facebook or got a few shares of Amazon, as I mentioned. No, th those things always exist. You're exactly right. The, point, the other point is, do you need them in your portfolio? Can you make enough just from publicly traded stocks of and bonds? The answer is, yeah, you can. So and no reason spend to a lot, lot, lot less. I mean, what we're what we're suggesting is that you stop paying your broker one plus percent per year plus some commissions along the way and start paying one tenth or point two percent per year and getting just take what the market gives you. You're you're not you're not. I'm sorry. When it comes to you're not special. You may be special to your mom, but. When it comes to the investment world, no, but nobody's special. 855-935-TALK-CALL. We'd love to talk with you. And Colleen, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Colleen. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Glad to. Our pleasure. The question I have isn't about uh, stocks and investing as much as it's about how to think about something I've been considering as a income source. My kid is going to college, in theory. We'll see how that all plays out. <laughs> and I'm uh, thinking about creating a mother-in-law apartment in my house. It would cost me probably 20 or 25 grand. I would probably do like a home equity loan for half of it or part of it. And then um, that could help me pay for college. It could help me cover my mortgage, you know, for whatever's left in retirement. But I'm just trying to figure out what are my considerations? How do I figure out, you know, the present value, the value of the income I'm going to get, the financial aid considerations I find really confusing. Like, is that extra income going to work more against me versus for me? So I just kind of need some help thinking through all the moving parts. Well, let's start. As someone with a mother-in-law suite that we've, we've rented a couple of times, but generally it kind of sits there because we found that this is the, really one of the big considerations. Your child is going to college, as you said, hopefully. Uh, but <laughs> do you know how generally they come out of college? What what kind and of situation? Then? Where do they end up if there is a mother-in-law apartment available? Hmm. <laughs> I'm you telling you. My daughter, one. my daughter is in the in the in the garage apartment. She's yeah. up there right now. Uh, so bear that one in mind. But in terms of money, now if you can build a mother-in-law suite, you're building it in an existing structure. I'm assuming at that price, right? Right, right. Yeah. And it's zoned for, you're zoned for that, correct? Yes, for a, uh, attached, I am zoned, and this would be attached. Good. Uh, so you can have two families on the property, basically. That's, I, you know, yeah. I wouldn't worry. It, it, again, you're not going to generate enough income from an apartment, particularly after you are you go through all of the the tax things that you are allowed to do with an income producing property uh i cannot imagine you're going to generate enough income just from that to change the fafsa all that much when it comes to financial aid 
And I guess the other part of this would be looking at the rate of borrowing. How much is it going to cost you to get that HELOC to borrow? Because that will be a key part of uh, you. You kind of want to say, how does it pencil out? I would get that first and figure out how much I'm going to need to borrow at what interest rate. Mm-hmm. Then I would probably look at what potential income I have. And by the way, I'd probably cut that in half because, as you you may have heard on the show, I have this condo and it's sometimes rented, sometimes not, et cetera, et cetera. So. I'd cut the amount of income in half to run the projection to see where you'd be down the road in a few years. Yeah, and and that really is the the only thing I think you need to concern yourself with is making sure that your your financials come out okay in the end. And I think Tom's advice of cutting that down dramatically, lowering your expectations, because again, ours has has, uh, remained vacant for extended periods of time. Oh, and then there's one other thing. And uh, I've been a landlord several times. Uh, being a landlord can really be awful if you get the wrong tenant, and sometimes you just can't help getting the wrong tenant. So consider it very, very carefully. But it is a great place so, so to save your child's life when they can't afford to make uh, enough money to support themselves after college. 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number. Call us. Tom and Don are talking real money. RetireMeet has gone both national and virtual. Join Tom and me along with a host of other retirement experts at RetireMeet America 2021. Reserve your place now at RetireMeet.com, RetireMeet.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. And the program continues. We call it Talking Real Money because we talk about financial issues with you, and we want to do that all the time at 855-935-TALK. You can call us during the live show on Saturdays or anytime with your questions, 855-935-8255. And, Nosh, you're next. Welcome to the show. Oh, hey, sir. How you doing? We're doing, we're doing well, thanks. Yes, we hear you. Yes. Oh. Okay, I've been listening to your show uh, basically for the last couple of years. Maybe just, I love it. It's entertaining. It's exciting. I know nothing about investment. And my wife and I, we want to take a seminar or a class from you because we know you guys have them, but the COVID-19 shutdown has, uh, I guess, disrupted everything. So I was well, calling. Well, let me just, Nosh, let me tell out. you one thing real quick. If you go to talkingrealmoney.com, okay. We have some video classes you can watch there. Some video classes we can watch? Yeah. Yeah, at okay. TalkingRealMoney.com. And? Oh, and? Right. Don? And? Is there something else? Podcast. Retire Meet? Oh, yeah, Retire Meet. Yeah, you can sign up for Retire oh, yeah. Meet. Yeah, I forgot about that. Five weeks from today, it's a free virtual event, Nosh, and you can... Don will be delivering a talk. I will be delivering a talk. Paul Merriman. And and we've got an incredible list of people. And here's the great news. You could sit there in your pajamas. You don't have to go anywhere. You can do this right from your living room, kitchen, or bedroom, whatever you choose. Okay. Okay, I'll check it out. But I want you guys to know that I'm excited because my wife is more into the investing probably than I am. And I've told her about you guys and your show and the discussions you have. And uh, so I'm excited to eventually, you know, meet you guys one day and get a real live in-person seminar where they have coffee and donuts. 
We I'll hope that day is coming again soon. <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Donuts. Coffee. Yes. yes. Donuts. No, no way. No. You think do you're getting a free? Anymore. You think you're getting a free meal Come out of us? On, no man. way. <laughs> That's great. If you want a yeah. free lunch, you got to go to one of those steak dinners that get sold in annuity. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Different. Different channel. Different channel. <laughs> No, we'll we'll Thanks, start having no, it again. Yeah, go to retire meet, sign up, come and join us. So we and thank you for the kind words, which we really do appreciate. Truly, thank you much. Eight five five nine three five talk. That's the number. And Jeff's up next, just like that. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey guys, thanks for having me. So, quick question for you. you I am calling on behalf of my mom, who is the beneficiary for my father, who unfortunately passed away about a year and a half ago. And she inherited a pretty well, basically all of his retirement funds. And what I'm doing now is trying to take a look at those funds and see if uh, there's an opportunity to rebalance. I don't quite understand why some of the money is where it is, and just wanted to get your take on take on that. Okay, tell me, tell us about what he has, tell, or what he had. What's in the portfolio? Sure, yeah, so it, it, about half of it is in bonds. And then okay. roughly the other half is split evenly between um, tips, it looks like, uh, U.S. equities, and then real estate. And this is in a retirement-type account, like an individual retirement account or a 401K? This So he worked for the Federal Reserve for 35 years, and they have something called the thrift plan. Okay. I'm not sure if you guys have heard yeah, of that. Yeah, the oh, thrift T savings uh, plan. We know TSP, it very well. Yeah. TSP. Mm -hmm. Yes, we know that very well. Exactly. So this money's in the TSP? Yeah. It is. Yep. Oh, oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, uh, TSP okay. is great. Low, very low cost. Great. Uh, 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 you can build a t pretty terrific portfolio there, and you can do it at an extremely low cost. So, I mean, here's here's an easy suggestion. You can go to 401-411. Had a momentary snap there. 401-411. Easy to remember, Jeff. And you go down to specific plans, click on Thrift Savings Plan, we give you three potential portfolios absolutely free. Probably take the moderate one or maybe even the conservative. Well, how old your mom? Your mom's, yeah. Yeah, well, so that, that's the question. So my, my, my father and my mom had almost a 20-year difference in age. So she's oh, okay. uh, 70. Uh, yeah, she turned 70 last year. God, I should, shouldn't forget mm -hmm. that. Um, so <laughs> no. she, she, is, um, you know, she, she has definitely got a few years ahead of her. Um, but I'm also sort of, you yeah. know, I'm going to be the beneficiary of this when she's gone. Obviously, I don't want to, you know, get her into something overly aggressive. But at the same time, I think she's she's calling me. She's sort of, want, you know, looking at me as the, as the uh, you know, the, the, the I, I can tell you, I, I would I probably consider, I would consider splitting, maybe splitting the difference between the conservative and the moderate uh, TSP fund. Uh, and you'll get, you'll get a good mix with them in here and it'll keep those costs way, way, way low give you good diversification thanks so much for the call i appreciate it thanks for helping your mom and for the rest of you call us if you have a question 855-935-TALK tom and don are talking real money learn about estate planning medicare social security senior housing investing for retirement generating income in retirement and protecting yourself from consumer scams along with a special keynote duo paul merriman and david booth the founder of dimensional fund advisors reserve your free place now at retiremeet.com retiremeet.com for your real life and real future tom and don are talking real money <sighs> 
few calls one hour, a ton the next. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. Let's get moving. John, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. John, welcome Thank to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And my wife and I have questions regarding spousal benefits of Social Security while in retirement in an event of death. And then secondly, if you help us understand what benefit a divorced spouse might have to their uh, to their husband's benefit. Uh, well, okay. First of all, a divorced spouse who does not remarry. If you once you remarry, then that's all off the table. You would have had to have been married to that person at least ten years. Uh, then they can either take the larger of their own benefit or half of the person they were divorced from. No different than you, than being married. So, for example, in my life. My wife is can either take her benefit or half of my benefit, whichever the greater amount is. Got it. Good. And then no. in the event and in of terms death, of in the, a married couple, yeah. in the event that of just death, goes the the, the surviving the surviving spouse can either keep their own benefit or take the the deceased spouse's benefit, whichever is larger. Okay, great, great. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. You're Thanks welcome. for calling. 855-935-TALK. Tina, your turn. Welcome to the show. Hello. Glad to be able to answer Hi. something. Hi. 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 <laughs> Tom was so happy he answered a question. I don't think he wants to go on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> call it off. Uh, okay. She's going to let right, you answer yeah, your right. hers. Okay. okay so go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> Here's my question. I'm fortunate enough to retire. I have several different uh, 401Ks, 457, 403Bs at my employer should i take them all out or leave them there well here's the thing i mean these are all pre-tax like regular 401ks 450 they're not roth okay no, uh -uh, not and roth. you're already retired okay and you're no, already I'm retired i'm gonna retire in, in a couple of months okay here's the reason i would open an individual retirement account and put them all in there uh, ease of figuring out at some point what you're going to have to take out. Remember, at 72, you have a required minimum distribution. Number two, ease of managing the portfolios. In other words, if you have three or four accounts, you got to figure out this one's like this, this one's like it. it, it I, what I find is people get confused by that. Then you have to decide, is this something you're going to go do on your own? or you're gonna hire somebody to do it for you. This is the other part that makes me a little nervous sometimes when people roll the money out, because it truly, with an individual retirement account, it is the wild, wild west. We talked to a person last hour, they rolled money out, got sold big commission products, did not turn out well for that person. So that those would be the decisions. But yes, I think most people should have one pre-tax retirement account, one post-tax, like a Roth, and one brokerage type of account that's it it otherwise it just gets confusing and and hard to understand for most people okay does that help so well i, I just didn't know if there was any benefit to having it at the employers like is the, is the commission smaller for me or, no, or not no, Maybe actually I probably not uh because you're going to have extra fees with most employer plans that either the employer is eating or you're going to pay some some uh custodial fees and the investments will be if you go out on your own and set up an account with with a vanguard or a fidelity or schwab and get into low cost investments you're going to be paying the same or less than you're paying in most most company retirement plans 
Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's what I'll do. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Good. Good luck. Thanks for calling. And uh, up next, Caroline. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. Or um, Carolyn. Pardon us. Either. Um, okay, so I have an IRA with Vanguard, and um, it's doing very, very well. And I was thinking, like, if I buy a vehicle, need to take out, should I like take a car. out 30 or, yeah, yeah. Should I take out ah. a big amount of thirty or $40,000 in one sweep, or I was thinking maybe I should take it out at the end of the year and the beginning of the next? Uh, when do you want to buy the car? Wait till I want to buy the car. Well, no. When do you want to buy the car? When? When? Oh, when? 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 Um, well, I don't. I'm not in any rush. I just. It's more the. Well, general you should be in a bit of a rush. Like I mean, my birthday's two weeks. Tom, from you're not, today, right? Tom, she's oh, not buying okay. you your Tesla Gullwing. Oh, okay. All wrong he keeps here, asking people for a Tesla Gullwing, and I said he can't yeah, have one. So happen. don't, yeah. don't, don't give him anything. Uh, are you taking anything right now out of the IRA or not, or is it just sort of growing? And are you of an age where you're required to take it out? That's a lot of questions. Um, no, I just am a little <laughs> over 62. Okay. <laughs> okay, not, yeah, not no, you're not required to until 72. Yeah, right. I mean, so here's I w- here's the way I would think about it. Uh, first of all, you might it might make sense. I don't know anything about your cash flow. It might make sense to borrow some of that money. I'm not a fan of getting in debt, but... With rates where they are today and lease, there's all kinds of maybe maybe borrow some of the money to buy have a loan against the car. Because rates are so ridiculously low. I again, and this is hard for us to just say, go ahead and take the 30 or 40 grand out because you're going to have to pay tax on that. Do you have any other income? Uh, Not right now. And that's kind of the other question is um, I'm eligible to get social security but i'm not but at some point i'm gonna have to do something to bring some money coming in so it's like do i take the vanguard money first over social security and let the social security build up shelly what shelly what are you living on right now carolyn carolyn Carolyn. i'm sorry shelly's next i get so confused (laughs) carolyn what are you living on right now (laughs) how are you paying the bills Um, well, I don't have many bills, but I'm unemployed, so and they're being super, super generous. So. <laughs> okay, so you're you're, if you went and bought a car right now, you'd be tapping into your your future security. You know, and I don't do do this generally on the show because this show is not about promoting our services. But you need to sit down and talk to someone for an hour or an. Hour. We can't fix this in three or four minutes because you have a kind of a complex situation here. I would. I think you should talk to an advisor before you start pulling money out of your IRA. I have no idea how that's yeah, the only trust- source of income you have for 30 years, all the things that you need to think about. So that would be my next step is really sitting down and talking to somebody. Yeah, and don't get a car unless you absolutely need a car. If you're going to get a car, there are some really great, great rates out there. But the problem you may have is with your income, not qualifying for it. But the one thing you'd – and if you do need a car and you're really strapped and you're worried about your future and you've got this money saved – then your sites need to come way down from thirty or forty thousand dollars, in my opinion, way yeah. down. And um, again, you can you can go to the contact us form at uh, talking Real talking Money. real money, and and we'll be glad to try to give you a helping hand there. Yeah, thanks for the call. We really appreciate it, Carolyn. Shelley, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Oh, oh, nobody else. We have Wes. Do we have we Wes? Have Wes. Oh, well, we oh. don't have Wes either. 
Well, they must have known that then. they must have known the podcast was almost over or the show. <laughs> the tape is running Whatever. out. We're, we're almost done. <laughs> you know, I was looking online though. I was looking at Lending Tree, and if you're uh, if you have great credit, great yeah. credit, like great credit, and you're buying new, they've got real rates because remember the zero percent rates. Yeah, those I are know. gimmicks. You can either get yeah. a rebate or you can get the zero percent rate. So like, it's give me some cash. Other. So take yeah. the cash because there are rates online as low as just car loans. Just a little over 2%. Yeah, no, I mean, so again, I mean, that would be something to consider, sake. especially as an alternative to take money out of your IRA, money that you may need 20 or 30 oh years Oh, my gosh, yeah, don't take that so that's out. that's kind but, of scary. But again, yeah, so. if you're tapping into your IRA and you don't have income and you need a car, you go with a dependable, used, inexpensive car. On the pilot? Cheaper, cheaper. And Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. While there will not be coffee and donuts... You can Nor certainly, sandwiches. you can certainly, for what you would have spent on retire meat last year, order in Woo. some coffee and donuts. Because, Sit around your pajamas and eat them up. <laughs> eat, eat them all up. Just to get, yep. go ahead, have a heart attack, get yep, fat. Share them with Tom or Don. <laughs> Don't <laughs> let us have them. Uh, no kidding. But we, what was I going to say? See, you're you going to dis- say the, the presentation will be every bit as good, even though we're not going to give you the donuts and coffee. Yeah. yeah. Or the at, sandwiches. At Retire Meat America 2021. Which this year is free because we're not giving February you sandwiches 20th. or yep. muffins. Actually, before it was like muffins and croissants and all kinds of really cool. And you got to hear from Jim Zorn. Too. No Jim Zorn this year either. Yeah, no way. Super Sorry Bowl ring being passed around. Sorry, no football being tossed. But we do it's have horrible. people actually talking about investing in retirement stuff that you might care about. So uh, go to retiremeet.com and and get more information. It's on February twentieth and uh, it's free and it's easy to sign up at retiremeet.com. That the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. I should keep the lawyers happy.